All right, we are here with former Golden Eagle offensive lineman Jeremy Bridges. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, man. And when you say former offensive lineman for Southern Miss, you have to put the former. <laughs> like, the former. <laughs> I am I am the best lineman in Southern Miss history. All right, I'm just gonna go out there and say it. no disrespect to nobody I play with. I feel like we had the best offensive line in Southern Miss history. So I played with great guys. I played with Tony Tucker. I played with Jason Jimenez. I played with Jerry Marquette. Uh, even Jimmy Hicks, who didn't even go to the league, but he was a great center. He, you know, and, and we had the best offensive line in Southern Miss history. So we are the former lineman for Southern Miss. <laughs> you came. You were in a like. You played during a golden era of Southern Miss football. So you you can bring the swag all you want on this program, my man. It doesn't matter to me at all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to talk cash money stuff, man, because we 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 started this. Man, we didn't start it, but we 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 the ones that really picked the torch. And we, we ran with it. And then after we left, the guys, I think they won, stay, they won, championship, they won the championship after we left. And then after that, everything kind of went downhill. So I like to think that the guys, the Dave Thomas, the TJ Slaughter, the Todd Pinkston, the Sherrod Gideon, the Jeff Kelly, uh, Kelby Nances, all these guys that were there and the, the winning tradition that they had with Coach Bauer and the coaching staff, we, 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 we tacked on, we, we jumped on that. And we kept it, it got in our blood, and then we passed it on to the next generation, and then it kind of fizzled out after that. It did. It, it, it's coming back. You know, they had oh, yeah, but it's coming back. Oh, oh trust back. me, I, I'm, I'm, I am the, the proudest Gold Eagle ever, man. For last year, the boys had a phenomenal season, man. I was I was loving every minute of it, man. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, let's uh, – Let's talk about you. You were you were born in Fort Wayne, Indiana, according to all your uh, propaganda out there on the web. How did you end Fort up in Wayne, Miss- Indiana, man? How did you end up in Mississippi? Well, the, my father was born in Mississippi, uh, JS Mississippi, and I'm pretty sure nobody knows who that is. I know where JS uh, is. All right, I'm glad you do, baby. Mississippi is fine. JS, you should know, right? Uh, so <laughs> that's right, J- that's right. JS, JS Mississippi is about 15 minutes from Brookhaven. I think west of Brookhaven. Uh, it's country is hell. Uh, one little store when I was growing up out there, uh, my dad would always go out there and visit one little store. My grandma's house was probably about a mile from her neighbor's house. Now that's country. Right? You, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't, you, you have to holler and scream at the next person. You, you know, you got to like send smoke signals if the phone ain't working. So uh, that's country. My father was born in JS. My mother was born in Summit, Mississippi. So my father ended up leaving after he graduated high school to go to Indiana because that's where a lot of his, his, his cousins were. And uh, he actually went to Purdue when he first got out there. He played basketball. He was going to walk onto the Purdue basketball team. And uh, he ended up having my first sister, my oldest sister, who is, I think she's right at 50 right now, a little bit over 50. So uh, baby's coming, got to get a job. So... <laughs> Yeah, eventually he met my mom, you know, coming back and forth. My mom was still down here in Mississippi. Uh, they got married, moved back to Indiana, and bada boom, bada bing, here I come. After I was, I was the second baby. So my, my older brother, his name was Quincy, he was born in 76. I was born in 80, and there you have it. When did you, when did you start playing sports? Oh, man, I was playing sports since I was about – it was all it was kind of back and forth because I played sports when I was super young, but my mom, my dad was a basketball guy, so he wasn't ever really into football. So he he didn't just preach it. He didn't he didn't stick it in my brain. My father was the type of guy that he always said that whatever you did, do it. 
and, and be the best at it. So he never really pumped football. I played a couple of years, little league. Uh, but for the most part, I really, really, really started playing when I got to junior high. My seventh grade year of junior high, which a lot of people don't even know about because in different states, football starts in the ninth grade, right? So right. If, if other than that, the football you're playing is league football. Like in Arizona, when I was out there playing, uh, I coach youth football because a lot of them don't have junior high programs. So they play youth football. NYS was the name of the, the sports organization out there. But good old South Park High School in, in Mississippi, we have junior high football. So seventh grade, we started it off, man. Um, I wasn't the best football player. I, I had to get acclimated to it. It was hard. Uh, the work, the heat, mental mental toughness is something that has to be developed. There's nothing you're born with. But it was the beginning, you know. You uh you ended up playing at, at South Pike High School. What was your time like at South Pike? Well, you have to say again, you have to say the South Pike High School. The man. South Pike High School. Well, you have to say the South Pike High School because when I was there, we were we were a phenomenal school. Man. We were one of the best schools in the in the state uh, every year. Um, I don't, you know, we never got a championship. Uh, when I was there, but state champions, you know, state every year. We we in the playoffs every year, uh, producing college athletes. Guys in the state are, are all state. We were a powerhouse. Uh, we were the only school in Mississippi that had a coliseum for basketball. So that means that it's a dome, and the coliseum is in the ground, and the basketball court is in the ground, and everything else is above. It's like the coliseum in Rome. That's the way it was built. So we we were a powerhouse, man. We were a powerhouse, and we we didn't play no games. Being a Southern Miss, I'm not Southern Miss, but a South Pike High School, South South Pike Eagle was it was a, it was a tradition, and you you had to be kind of hand picked to play football, especially varsity football. Uh, there was no weak links. I mean, it's like it was like a movie. It was crazy. It was it was just that serious. It was like a movie. Like you had to be hand picked, and, and you know the the older guys already knew who was who was bringing the funk at the lower level, and <laughs> that's just basically the way it was. Man. Well, you, I'm assuming you were a pretty big guy. I mean, we didn't meet till college, but I'm assuming you were a pretty big fella in uh, in high school. When did you think you might have the opportunity to play college football? Well, after my junior year, uh, which is really when I start, first started playing in the trenches a lot. Uh, my my feet, and I'm not bragging right now, Jamie. I'm just telling you what, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just telling you what what the scouts would tell me. They would come down and they would watch my feet, my footwork. Uh, my junior year, I was probably about I'm six five right now, ticking a six six because I lost a lot of weight and I grew when I lost weight after I retired. You wouldn't believe it, but I I was about six four, about two. 65, 270 going into my junior year. So footwork was always crazy. I had become a, a staple on the team, a leader. My freshman, my sophomore, my freshman and sophomore year were phenomenal. And it was just my leadership, my tenacity, my strength, my athletic ability. Uh, I was 6'4", 270 pounds. I could dunk a basketball any way you wanted me to. Fast, you know, a legit four seven, four eight. 
just the freak. And I did it because this is what I grew up seeing. Like these guys worked their butts off, man. Like it was it was no no it was no question, no contest. This is just what we were doing. If you weren't with it, then back up. But I remember um Steve Buckley who recruited me out of Southern Miss. Coach Buckley, man. I, I love that man to death. I'll always love him. Uh I think Coach Buckley owns a couple of cleaners in pedal now. Is that right? I think yeah, he uh, uh, he probably he's all, I think he's the head coach at Jones Junior College too. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know you gave him coaching for a while. At one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Coach Buckley, man. Uh, love you to death, brother. Hopefully, the next time I come down to school, I see you. But um, Coach Buckley, he, he I remember my senior year, he really raved about my feet. I remember the day he came down to see me. We used to do ropes back in the day, and we used to do real ropes, like the the, the heightened ropes. It was probably about uh, a foot, foot and a half off the ground. And you had to really pick your feet up, and it was in full gear. And you you, you went through these ropes every day. So him raving about my feet, that that kind of let me know that I was special. And just the fact that you know I I I made the Danny Dozen in Mississippi and all these other things, and I was just my my goal in high school. I wanted to be an All American, and I believe I did get like second team blue chip going into my senior year. I was good now. I was really good. Uh, and then it's, it's crazy because my junior year, I only played offensive tackle. Now my my senior year, I played some of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like defensive end, I played tackle, defensive tackle. I played offensive tackle. And I played tight end sometimes. I just, whatever it was going on, I was, I was always involved in it. But by my senior year, and I think arguably – no, nobody on my team would argue this. I was the leader of that team, South Park High School, 1998. I was the leader of that team, and I had no idea how much of a leader I was and how much I swayed the attitude and the mindset of our team until we were playing our rival, which is Macomb High School. Same, same thing. Great, great football program. We lived less than six miles from each other, and my coach, Clarence Morgan did a, an interview in the Enterprise Journal, and he said that our football team is, is only going to go is, is going to go the way Jeremy's attitude is for that game. If, if he comes out and he plays lights out, we'll kill him. If he comes out lackadaisical, we're going to play lackadaisical. He he basically sways the, the 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 swag of our team, and I had no idea that he felt that way about me because Coach, Coach Morgan wasn't a he wasn't a very loving man. <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he, he called everybody dumbass. That, that was that was that was his term of endearment for everybody. Uh, so you never really understood Coach Morgan. You just knew that he was that he was down for you, but he had a funny way of showing. So he said that man, and then after that, which was probably like midway through our season, I really took it on my shoulders, and and uh, of course letters were coming. That you know, junior year letters were coming, senior year offers were coming, uh, visits so on and so forth. Every school in Mississippi wanted me. Uh, most SEC schools wanted me. Hell, I used to go to Osborne camp you know, in Nebraska, so they wanted me. Uh, Florida State, Florida, Texas, uh, Baylor, <laughs> like all of these schools wanted me because I was just that damn good, man. I was really that good. And uh, I don't know what happened towards the end. Schools started trying to start falling off, and I really started weeding schools down. I totally weeded out Old Miss and Mississippi State, I just didn't like them. 
And uh, that's just being real, man. I, I had no love for State or Ole Miss. And uh, I remember I took my visit to Southern Miss, and I had like three other visits after that. And I took them just to be taking them. But I knew right then I was coming to Southern Miss. It was no doubt in my mind. Jose Gonzalez was my uh, my host. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, how, how far throwback is that, man? That Jose is throwback. I, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Jose was my host, man. I love that little dude. And uh, I knew after that weekend, man, I was coming to Southern Miss, no problem. What was the what was the transition like from, from South Pike to Southern Miss? Honestly, for me, I don't want to sound braggadocious. For me, it was, the transition, I was so prepared for it that, it's, of course, the transition is from any level of football to speed. Uh, guys are strong. Guys are fast. You got you run into some freaks in high school that are are ready for the college level. So it's just the speed of the game. Everything moves faster. The playbooks get bigger. Uh, mental preparation has to be more more in tune. So those those things were really the difference between high school and college. Of course, high school you got a playbook. You might have eight plays in it, you know, and you just learn them to the T, and you can run them out of like eight formations, but. College is a lot more. You really start to learn the game, and you learn the reason why you do things offensively, and you learn the reason why defenses try to do things, and so on and so forth. So that education part of it, and also the speed, it really, really made made a difference. What was it like playing for Jeff Bauer? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Well, look. So before I get started, I want to I wanted to say it on, on national air, on Mississippi air. I love Coach Bauer. All right, I love him to death. Uh, a lot of people think that me and Coach Bauer had this underlying beef. Like uh, our senior year, I mean, I don't know if you remember all this day, but I, I did get suspended for our, our homecoming game senior year. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but you know, I I just I just try to remember the good, Jeremy. Right, no, I, I understand. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that. Like, and I appreciate that. But me and Coach Bauer had a little beef. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But knowing just – I was down there for homecoming in 2013. That was the last time I was there. And I saw Coach Bauer, and I told him I loved him, and there was no hard feelings. Uh, I, I love that man to death. Coach Bauer was a great coach. He was a great coach, and he, he really fathered hundreds of kids. And every 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 student athlete he touched, he fathered them, you know. And then that that's 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 the man that I remember, you know. That that's the man that I want to remember. That's the man I'm always gonna remember. He was a great teacher. He loved the game of football. He loved his family. He loved his wife. And we took that on. He 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 didn't mind working. I think Coach Bauer had to deal with God some kind of way because I remember vividly one day we were getting ready for six fifteen workouts. We came into the old rock where you remember how the old rock was when you entered from the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entered from the corner. So we came into the tunnel in the corner. It was pouring down rain. I mean, just you couldn't even see the field. Coach Bauer stepped out of that tunnel and it stopped raining. Clouds <laughs> went away. <laughs> Clouds went away. Birds started chirping. I was like, man, you know what? Yeah, forget it. Let's get to work. Everybody was like, oh. Like man, let's, let's get it on, man. We we here. We might as well get it going. But yeah, I, I really think he had a, a deal with with God. You know, God's a football fan, so he uh, yeah, he had that deal with God, man. But Coach Bauer, 
phenomenal man. Phenomenal man. Like I said, family man. He he was he was giving us the blueprint on how to how to act in real life without even saying a word. And that the time you came into Southern Miss football was kind of a golden era of of, of you know for Southern Miss football, I guess. Um, you had so many of your teammates that that went on to play in the National Football League, and I mean all the conference championships that were won during that time. I mean now that you know Southern Miss fans can have some perspective after going through what we went through the past few years. I mean, how special was was the time that you were at Southern Miss? You know. It was phenomenal. I tell people all the time, there was no place I'd rather be from 1998 to 2003 than the University of Southern Mississippi. It was such a great time on and off the field. There was so much magic on that campus at all times, uh, just from the, the family atmosphere, the student body, to how, you know, we, we would never, we, we never had 80,000 in the stands on Saturday, but the 34 to 40 we had on good games, it was amazing, you know, and that's, that was enough for us. But that legacy of Southern Miss football, man, that, that pride, that winning, that winning 21 winning seasons, I believe it was, until the, until the year that, the, the, the year that they, they went without, uh, that, that's, that's huge. And that was all under the Bauer regime. So, uh, Dang, that's that's a lot, and that's it, it's kind of big shoes to fill. But like I said, when you came in, the guys made it understood that this is how we act, this is what we do, and this is what we expect, and this is all we are gonna deal with. So we had no choice, man. Darius Thomas, Cedric Scott, the Quincy Scott, Delroy Stewart, John Nick, T.J. Slaughter, uh, man, uh, Terrence Paris, Jose, Chad uh, Blackman. Um, Man, like I said, Jeff Kelly, Todd Kingston, Terry Gideon, Kelby Nance. These guys wasn't going for it, man. Like, they were not going for it. And, I, and all the guys I didn't name, I'm sorry, because there's so many. There's so many of them. So many, man. Like, they wasn't going for it, man. They were not going for it. They, they wanted to win, and they wanted to work to win. I remember practice. I just remember practice was so intense. A fight would break out at any minute. Because guys were going at each other's throat. There was no love lost on that football field, that practice field. And then we took that that intensity. We knew how to take that intensity and flip it on whoever we were playing on Saturday. <laughs> so that, that was that's what made us a, a great team. We were a, literally a mean, aggressive football team that that knew we were good and we were willing to be disciplined enough to go out there and put the plan together on Saturdays to get the win. You know, you were you were naming off those names, and I was thinking, man, you know, that's just you just get excited hearing those names, and I was like, man, I wish I wish some of them still still had eligibility. But then I saw them at like the reunions the past few years, and it's probably best they don't have any eligibility left. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine, man. Like I can just imagine. Like I said, I came down in 2013, and I can just imagine what some of these guys look like, man. I ain't seen a lot of my mine in a minute. But I can just imagine what some of these guys look like. Ever since I got off Instagram and Facebook, I just I lost touch with everybody, you know. So Twitter is the only social media I have now, and it's 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 strategic. But that's it's the reason. Like I, I kind of like being in hiding. I don't you know. So I don't like I'm I've always been more of a private guy. I don't let people knowing all my business. But I imagine some of these cats, <laughs> some of these cats, ooh, ooh, 
but man, it's all love with these guys, man. Uh, shout out to the class of '98, man. We we came in and we we were about it from day one. We was about it. We didn't want nothing but the best. We wanted the conference championship. We ended up getting it my sophomore year, and uh, and we we wanted it, man. We wanted we wanted got it. Fell short a couple couple more years, but always winning, always going to a bowl game every year. It's just that that winning that winning legacy is Southern Miss, man. All right, so nineteen ninety nine, you started ten games. You're on the All Conference USA freshman team. Uh, the team wins a, a Conference USA championship and defeats Colorado State in the Liberty Bowl. And then yeah. I think I think was uh, ranked thirteenth or fourteenth at the end of the season in the polls. What was that? Right. What was that season like for you? Uh, that was that was nine six ninety nine, man. I remember yep. that season vividly. Yeah, the, the whole. The the the, the build-up to that season was unreal. Uh, I, remember, I remember we played Tulane the first game of the season, and I actually knocked the guy unconscious. The, uh, the, the first play from scrimmage that we ran, I remember uh, Tulane got the ball first. Our defense got the ball back like they always do. And uh, we ran basically a, a, a textbook zone right. And uh, I checked the hip of the, uh, the, the tight end. He's good. So I, I went up to that linebacker and knocked him. Literally knocked him unconscious, and I was so I was so excited, you know what I'm saying? And all the guys they was that the guys were damn near on the field, like patting me on the head, you know, on the butt, you know what I'm saying? Like Coach Bob had to get everybody <laughs> off the field, <laughs> you know. At that time, it was a big time robbery, like 297. You know, we didn't we didn't like 200 at all. So uh, and then going on for the rest of that season, uh, I remember we won that 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 championship in Papa John Stadium. Uh, as a matter of fact, it wasn't Papa John Stadium yet. Uh, it was just Louisville Stadium. They had a nice stadium, but Papa John eventually took over the stadium. But uh, Mills we, we won it. Yeah, we won it. We won it at Louisville, and uh, man, they had they had a they had a great team. Uh, you talking about Zeke Parker and uh, uh, what is the other receiver's name? I can never forget his name. He played in the league for the Patriots. Uh, was was Deion, Deion Branch there? Deion Branch, yeah, yeah. that's Deion Branch. Yeah, Deion Branch, man, and they had a uh, Kerry uh, Rose was a young buck at that point. He playing safety. And they had a good football team, man. They had a really good football team. We went out there, and uh, I think we won it uh, on a field goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we keep field goal to win it, man. And uh, I just remember running down that field, man, and dropping my knees. And thank God. Cause yeah, it's my first year on the field, but we don't want a conference championship, man. Right, so right. I was like, man, we are getting it done, man. So, and, and uh, we we wanted more, but we came close a lot of times, and we 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 fell short. But uh, we 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 had winning seasons. We bowl games, and winning seasons, and uh, I, yeah, you you said that we we, we defeated Colorado State in the Liberty Bowl, and I, I, uh, I always give uh, Clark Hagen a hard time because <laughs> <laughs> when I. When we, he finally came to Arizona, uh, I used to give him a hard time because I was going against him in the Liberty Bowl and I whooped his, whooped his butt pretty good. So uh, <laughs> I never let him live that down. But uh, it was it was it was a good times, man. Uh, all those years passed, and I think about um, our senior junior year and I going to our senior year when Derek had started having issues with his kidneys and. Uh, how emotional we all were because one of our brothers was hurt and we didn't know if he was going to be able to take the field with us. And I remember vividly the first game that he played, he ran a touchdown for about, it was probably about 34 yards. 
and he got in the corner of the end zone and he threw up. Oh because, yeah. You know, remember his kidney, you know, he got his kidney taken out and uh we we didn't know if he was gonna be able to play that season. Uh, you know, we we picked him up and he, he gave us all he had. Shout out to D Mix, man. Uh I think he's still at he's still at Ole Miss, right? Yeah, he's still at Ole Miss. Yeah, man. So shout out to D Mix, love you boy. Uh that that that's that's one of the memories that really stuck in my head about how, how much of a family we were. Uh, I could have went to the NFL my junior year, and I didn't because I wanted to stay with my teammates. I wanted to stay with my brothers. You know, nobody else was going to go, so I wasn't going to go. And when you think about, like, heart and sports, I mean, they talk about, you know, different different players here and there, but if you watched that Illinois game that year and you watched Derek Nix, how he played, not knowing what was wrong with him and puking his guts out every time he touched the ball, I mean, that yeah. is the, that is the epitome of heart and sports. Right. Yeah, he, he literally, like, we talk about putting our life on the line in sports. Derek literally put his life on the line for the University of Southern Mississippi. And for that, he should always be honored. You know, they should put a statue of that man out somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> he literally put his life on the line because he loved Southern Mississippi, he loved his teammates, and he loved football that much. You know, that's, that's hard, man. That's beyond hard. Also during your time at Southern Miss, uh, your junior year, I believe uh, the Golden Eagle – oh, no, well, I guess it was your junior year academically, but your sophomore year on the field. Uh, I think this is the last time Alabama has been shut out. Was uh, We defeated them 21 to nothing in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that, that, that's uh, always a, a great memory. Uh, we beat the great Alabama 21 to nothing in Birmingham. We flat out whooped their butt, too. I don't know what they what they were thinking when they came into the game. I don't know what, what they had on their mind. But we just took it to him for four quarters straight. Four quarters straight. I remember uh, Ray Walls caught an interception and took it to the house. Yeah. And like, we we didn't we all, all three phases scored. That's the crazy part. Yeah. We scored once the offense, defense scored once. Ray Walls took that, and then uh, there was a kickoff return that was that went to the house too. So a uh, punt return, I think. I, I don't. I'm not sure if Ray caught an interception, took it to the house, or he caught that punt and took it to the house. One of the two. But all three phases scored. And they mu- they muffed a punt. They muffed a punt. No, they muffed the kickoff, and Joe Henley took it back for the touchdown. That was right, 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 right. So yeah, it, man, it, it was just it was just a magical night, crazy, crazy night. And I remember coming home after that, and <laughs> like we we got back on that bus, and campus was unbelievable. Like everybody was out in the streets, and we we had a good time that night. Most definitely. Uh, also, that same season. You, uh, the Golden Eagles make it to the GMAC Bowl. You take on an right. undefeated TCU team, put them in their place. LaDainian Tomlinson. LaDainian Thompson, uh, Aaron Schobel. Uh, he was, I, I remember vividly I had to go against Aaron Schobel. He was an uh, all American defensive end. Uh, his cousin played tight end for him. Uh, them Schobel boys was nasty. And uh, I shut him down that game. And I remember uh, Coach Donakis. Me and him having conversations during that week about just being tenacious to hold four quarters and going after it. And I shut him down. Uh, he didn't have the sack. I believe he had two pressures that game. But this guy, he was – I never faced a defensive end like him in college before. He, he was – most defensive ends I faced were uh, – except when I played Alabama. Let's get it right. You know, <laughs> anytime I played, like, I don't know, still, but still, though, the, Alabama didn't have defensive ends like him. They were mostly squatty body type defensive ends who were very explosive and they bull rushed a lot. 
Aaron was my height. He was, he was 6'5", long arms. He was about, about 265. He was like, uh, he was just like, um, what's my guy's name in the NFL? Um, playing for the Vikings. I can never remember this kid's name. And I, I shut him down one night in front of national television, in front of a national audience. Um, what is that? What? Uh, who is this guy? I can see the that's that CTE kicking. That's what happened when you play football for 10 years. You can't remember stuff. So, <laughs> so what is this man? I don't feel so stupid when I say it. Um, take defensive end for the Vikings. Come on, Jay. Help me out. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking of John Randall, but I think he might have been going by. No, 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 this was, this was later. Uh, he played for Kansas City, he played for... Oh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen, yeah. 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 I see what I feel, I see what I feel. <laughs> he, he reminded me of Jared Allen, but he was a, a little thicker. But I never played against a defensive man like him, and he had moves, he was slippery. So I really had to be on top of my game to beat him. And I remember that night really well. I remember Kenneth Johnson. My little naughty, shout out to Kenneth Johnson, boy, I love you. I talked to him, I talked to him at least three times a week. Uh, caught that pass over his shoulder from, from Jeff Kelly, one of the most beautiful pass catches I've ever seen in my life. Caught it with no room. Two DBs closing on him. He caught that thing and it was a wrap, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. That was a great night. It was uh, an awesome night. One, one thing I was, when I was, you know, looking back on, on you and, and your career, I mean, one of the most impressive things to me, and and I don't even know if there's any kind of record record or not, but you started 45 consecutive games on the offensive line at Southern Miss. I did. I, I didn't miss that game. I uh, I broke Brett Favre's record. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he was happy about that because I seen him one day. He he, he mentioned it, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, 45 games. Consecutive, man. I, I didn't miss a game at Southern Miss. Uh, even my first year on the field, man, I had ankle issues out the wazoo. And uh, going into my senior year, a lot of people don't know about it, but I, I, I had sciatica issues going into training camp uh, because of the all-season workout. I pulled the muscle, and the muscle was healing. It was pushing on my sciatic nerves. So it was causing a lot of numbness. It was causing a lot of pain. And I went through two-a-days like that, and literally, I would literally be done with two-a-days, and I can't move. And I went through my entire senior year like that, and it really affected my draft status. And uh, but you know, you know, you want to talk about heart, like Derek Nixon. We we do it for the black and gold, and for our brothers that we 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 bled and sweat and, and cry with on that football field. So I was not gonna let them down in no shape, form, or fashion. Right? Well, in in two thousand and two, uh, me and you we graduated on the same day. Yeah, we, man. We had a lot of classes. I mean, you we were at sports sports administration and radio, TV, and film. I think we had some of those classes together. Um, yeah, we did. How important was it to you to get that degree? It, it meant everything. It meant the world to me just to graduate college, man. That that was, you know, the where I'm from. You know, you don't get a lot of guys that do that. My, even though on my mom's side of my family, and no knock to my, my dad's side, but my mom's side of my family was more of that education side. Uh, my, all my aunts and uncles, for the most part, went to school, graduated. My mom, my father, both had degrees. It was just kind of expected of us to do it. My brother went to Alcorn State University. And he graduated with like a 3.8 in, in chemistry, biochemistry or something like that. So uh, it's, it, it, it was, I had to do it. And it's not that I felt like I had to because I had to. It's just because that, that was, once again, like the, like the legacy of football, so the miss, that was, 
the standard in my household. So I, I accomplished that, man. I accomplished that. And it didn't always, it wasn't always, it didn't always look like it was going to happen. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> I, I remember my first year, man, I got introduced to academic probation. I was like, what's that? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that AP roll up on you quick, man, and uh, you, you got to be about the issue, man. But Southern Miss always had had a great student athletic program uh, with the tutoring and and the study hall, and and they they really push, 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 push. And that's the one thing I remember when I was getting recruited. Uh, they really brought out the numbers of how many kids are graduating and going on to be, I like to say, relevant human beings in life. You know, you, yeah. you, you're out there, you got your college degree, you're, you're able to work, you're able to provide for your family. And that, that I think was more important to Coach Bauer than any, any NFL career. And that's why I said he was molding us to be young men and to be productive men. And we had no idea what he was doing. We were just watching him do his thing, you know? I, you know, I think a big motivating factor for me was just not wanting to go to study hall. I was like, I want to make grades, uh, yeah. so I don't have to you end up back over there. <laughs> you know what, Jay? That, that is very, very correct. I believe by my senior year, I was down to about, you know, we, we had, we, we had, you had to have hours being a student athlete. You had to have so many hours to study hall, but it depending on your GPA, whether you was going to have high hours or low hours. So yeah. I want, I wanted to be, at two hours of study all week, and that was my goal. And I, I got there, you know, my senior year, I was, I was, you know, I was cruising. Man. Matter of fact, my senior year, you, you got to think about this. I graduated my senior year on the in, in the classroom, and my senior year on the field, I was taking some grad courses and some BS courses just to, to have hours to play. Yeah. So <laughs> my senior year was was lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Uh, well, so you finish your senior year, and. Uh, you get drafted in the sixth round by the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. What was the I draft? Did, what was that draft day experience like for you? Uh, you know, I was kind of. I was kind of. First of all, I was thankful. I, I thank God for it. But at the same time, I was bitter because I was a very high, high, high draft choice. Uh, predicted high. Uh, the whole bag issue got out, and I got blackballed amongst teams in the NFL and a lot of teams were passing me up because they didn't think I'd play more than two years or three years because of my back. Uh, hadn't had an issue to date with my back in the NFL. I used to have stipulations in my contract that if something happened to my back, they could release me with no, with no recourse. So, uh, just had to have, I have all my faith in God and, and continue to work my butt off and stay flexible as I could and, and stay as strong as I could. And, and we pushed all the way through that, man. So me getting dressed in the sixth round, I lost a lot of money in that deal. But at the same time, I got in. And my philosophy was in any way, it just don't matter how I got in there. When I got my foot in the door, I was going to take off running and not look back. So that's, that's what I did. How did it feel to be able to live out your dream of playing in the National Football League? You know what, man? I'm going to share something with the whole world right now. It wasn't really my dream. Really? Yeah, it wasn't really my dream. I just wanted to be successful because that's what my mom wanted for me. When I was, you know, my mom passed when I was 11, and I just wanted to be successful, period. I, I didn't know exactly what that success was going to entail. I just wanted to be successful. But as I played college ball, and I played college ball because I loved it. Don't ever get that twisted. Like, did everybody know that from, 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 from here on? Listen, you hear that, and understand that. I played college ball because I loved, I loved every second of ball I played in college at Southern Miss every second of it. And I did it every minute because I loved it just that much. Now, NFL didn't really come into play in my mind until 
after my junior year on the field, which I had already graduated college and I had a year coming back and I spoke about this earlier when we were talking, I wanted to come back because none of my teammates were leaving. I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I had agents telling me, oh, you you know, you'll go, you know, mid second round, giving me my, my numbers, oh, you're the top five tackles in the nation. I, okay, that sounds great. But at the same time, all I could look at was my teammates and be like, man, I can't, I'm not going to go nowhere. I got, I'm trying to win another conference championship with my boys. And that, that was the talk. That's what we, that's, that was our goal. That's what we had on our mind that senior year. So, yeah, didn't, didn't want to do that. Were you, at, while you were at Southern Miss, you played both left and right tackle. And in the NFL, mm-hmm. you pretty, you, I think you started every position on the offensive line but center. What made you so versatile? Uh, Chris Klonakis. Uh, shout out to Coach Klonakis. He used to make me play every position. <laughs> and, and this and this was this was my junior year going to my senior year with all the NFL talk. He used to always tell me that you have to make yourself valuable to the NFL. Like he was like, it's only gonna be a certain a number of guys. He said if you don't get drafted in the first round, second round, he was like. You're going to be a utility lineman. You're going to have to know how to play different positions to make yourself valuable. And that's what I did. Uh, I used to – I could play center. And that's the crazy part. Uh, Every scrimmage that we had, every spring game, I would always have one series where I would be a center. If you don't believe me, go, you know, go find John Cox and go to the the archives. (laughs) I would would literally be at center for one series every spring game my, my, my junior, senior year. And uh, I, 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 that's to him, man. That's that's all to Coach Klonakis because I, I would never have done it just being a player. I would never have the mind to say, you know what, I need to learn how to play all these positions. But he used to make me from from guard, from left, from left, all the way over to right. And I mean, all the way over. So, yeah, man. Shout out to Coach K, man, for for, for putting that in my brain. And, and once I got to the NFL and I saw exactly what he was saying, I'm watching guys get cut who were drafted higher than me. And so on and so forth because they had no value. All, you know, they could only play one position, and that's that's no good, especially being on the offensive line. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, well, your second year in the league, you you went to the Arizona Cardinals. You had two stints in Arizona. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your time in Arizona. Well, when I first got out there, Denny uh, Green was a coach, uh, wonderful man. I think he was a great coach. I just think he always had horrible people around him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, those years in, uh, in Minnesota for him were, were glory years because he just had uh, it was all everything was coming together. He had Randy Moss too, by the way. So <laughs> you can't. Yeah. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to lose when you got Randy Moss on your team. Uh, Randall Cunningham, I think those those towards the end of his his his, his years, his older years. And uh, but back to Denny, just being who he is, uh, he's a great coach, man. Inspirational, loving man, and he wanted success for players, you know, and, and especially not to be racist or anything, but especially for young black players. He really wanted success for them, you know, because, uh, of course, that's his race, and he wants to see us do well. Not, not that he wants to see every man do well, but he wanted to particularly see young black males do well. And uh, he gave me a chance after I got released at, at, at Philly, and I came in uh, first couple of weeks, got acclimated, and before I knew it, I was starting at left guard, random. <laughs> but there we go again, learn, learn, learn all those positions. And from there, I started. The next year coming in, I started. Uh, it was kind of a, a whirlwind in 2005 because I got released like twice and then brought back, and it was just crazy. And um, 
that's just the business though. So that first thing was cool. Uh, I got to see the new stadium being built. Yes. I got to play in it for the first time. Uh, I got to wear the new uniform. I got to see all of that stuff happening and it was great. And I, I always have a special place in my heart for Arizona. I represent the Bird Gang all day, every day. Shout out to the Big Toaster, Glendale, Arizona. Shout out to everybody out there. The Bird Gang, know I got love for them all day. So, I, 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 and the reason why that's so implanted in my heart is because we used to play in Sun Devil Stadium, which is at the University of Arizona, Arizona right. State University, sorry. That was hell. I ain't gonna lie to nobody. It was horrible. It wasn't in NFL football. We used to love playing away games because the stadium was so horrible. Oh, you man. Know, away games, you know, it, it, was, it was great. I mean, it was terrific, you know. We used to love playing away games because our stadium was so horrible. So, finally, when that thing got built, it was a sense of pride. Uh, uniforms looked better. Everybody's pride level just went up a whole other hundred notches. And at that point, we finally came to an end of Arizona in 05, the end of 05 season. And uh, got released after camp in 06, and I went to Carolina. Get, got to Carolina, and I like to tell people that's kind of like where my NFL career really began because I got out there, and it, it was in two games I was starting at right tackle. And just watching – now, Arizona was always compiled for a bunch of young guys, you know. Uh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't ever a veteran football team. And uh, so we were young and wild, just just to say it to say the least. <laughs> we were we were young and wild, all right. And and then Denny and them with, the, with all Denny and them had going on, they wasn't really great role models. They was they was wild too, you know. Wasn't nothing. Holly up, Holly and them were married. And, you know, so it was just, it was just a wild time in 04 and 05. Uh, so got to Carolina and watching guys like Mike Mentor and uh, Mike Rucker and. And, you know, Deshaun Foster and, and, and guys like this who are pros. Even Jordan Gross, who came out with me, who was just – he was just more mentally prepared to be in the NFL than I was. Uh, Mike Wall, these guys were pros, man. Uh, Moose and Muhammad, like he came later on in my, my stint at, at Carolina. These guys were consummate pros, Julius Pepper. They just knew how to be a professional athlete, and they showed me. I watched. And I learned and took on the game from a whole nother light, light and aspect and really became the player that I was for the rest of my career. Uh, took it a whole lot more serious. I really did. Took it a whole lot more serious. Although when I got, you know, people couldn't tell because I got into two incidents with the law in Carolina. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, if, 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 you know, anybody knows me, you know, you know, you know, my, you follow my history, even at Southern Miss, I was a bit wild. So, uh, that was just, you know, kind of a case where you can take the kid out the hood. You can't take the hood out the kid. Had, you know, it was all about growing up. It was all about growing up. And, uh, God sent me a, a, a beautiful little woman of a wife who came with three kids. And uh, <laughs> you you talk about growing up fast. But it was kind of what I was praying for, man. It was what I was praying for because I was tired of all that. You know, I got into an incident and – Really had nothing to do with 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 me, and I got you know it was a lie, and I, I was just mentally tired of being out and being in the limelight and just being it was horrible. So got that, got a little wife and got some kids, and instantly, instant a ready-made family. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a reality show, man. You as a dad, 
I would watch that. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it is funny to see now, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I raised my kids the way my parents raised me, man. Uh, no holds barred. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't lie to them about anything. I'm very blunt with my daughters. Uh, like, it's because I want to be prepared. I don't want them to ever, ever be unprepared in the world. I can't, I can't, I can't shelter them from everything, but I just want them to be aware, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, you, you had a pretty, I mean, that's, I think you spent nine years in the NFL and that's, Ten. 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 That's that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. If you look at the the average career span of an NFL player, um, who who was the toughest defender you ever had to block in the NFL? You know, everybody asks you the same thing, and and I'm gonna say Leonard Little was very tough to deal with when I was in Arizona at first. He was very, very hard to deal with, man, because he was so long and athletic and, and so explosive and his arms as long as his legs. And, but it's it's really hard to say. There's not one that just sticks out. I mean, I played against um, uh, Bryant Young, and, and with, you know, when he was with, with, with San Francisco in his latter years, and, like, he was just as strong then as he was when he first got in the NFL. <laughs> so, you know, you – you're wrestling with guys. I played against Vince Wilfork, and uh, I've never, I never played against Julius Peppers, but I used to practice against him every day, and I used to whoop his butt on purpose uh, just because I knew, you know, we used to go back and forth, like, to the point we'd be ready to fight each other because we, I knew that he was the best, and if I could beat him, I could beat anybody. So, you know, it's a million guys, and I don't, don't want to you know, discredit nobody out there, but, man, there's so many guys that are – it's the NFL, man. Like these guys, like I know, I know the PGA's motto at one point was "These guys are good," but that should be the NFL. That should be the NFL's motto. These guys are good, man. You know, any given day, anybody can make you look bad. Do you think that offensive linemen get the respect they deserve? No, never have. Uh, that's just kind of how it's gonna go. There's, there's nothing, and nothing that we're gonna be able to do about it. I think, I think they're respected now more and they shouldn't be because they're horrible technicians now but <laughs> i mean they are i i i said it on my podcast uh yeah wait wait to wait till the, till the football football will start popping off more towards the nfl season start yeah i i bang on offensive line play nowadays I, I really do because you know all these kids are being taught how to play football on a two-point stance like there's no there's no more skill to you have to, all you all you have to be able to do is be able to pass the tech. And now, with the emergence of all this uh, spread option offense, you only have to block for two seconds. Yeah, you know you you engage the guy and the ball is gone. You know, so there's no skill anymore. There's none. You know, so the guys so the guys that are good and are really good, you know, they stand out like sore thumbs. But there's still no respect. Yeah, there's still no respect. I mean, back in the day, we, when, I, when I was in the NFL, I first got in the NFL, like, the 3-4 was still there. You know, I was the 3-4 defense. Before, I'm sorry, 4-3 defense was still in play. We're talking about 290-pound defensive end. Right. You know, 340-pound defensive tackles, 350-pound defensive tackles. And they're, they're trying to get upfield. You know, they ain't no two-gapping when they're just holding up offensive line when they're trying to get in the backfield. So, you had to be technically sound. You had to be explosive. 
But, no, nah, there's no respect to offensive line, man. You know, the receivers and quarterbacks get all the shine, and running backs, of course. And if you're catching the ball, if you're touching that ball, man, they love you, you know? Yeah. It, Bottom line. Fantasy football. I mean, that's that's right. what they look at. Yeah. Even defensive linemen, man, they, they get more shine than we do, you know? So, but it, it, it's the forgotten position. But you can't, guess what? Can't do nothing without us. So That's right. <laughs> it's like, ain't nothing going to tick without us. So, you might as well go start showing love. Matter of fact, don't show love. Keep us, keep us where we at. <laughs> Keep us, keep us in the dark. You know what I'm saying? We like to call ourselves the Mushroom Society because they keep us in the dark and throw crap on us all day. So, you know, hey, keep us where we at. We, we just going to keep doing our job. That's what good offensive linemen do. They do their job. They don't want no damn credit. So you're you're retired from football now. Where where are you at now? What are you doing? I live in North Hollywood, California, man. Uh, I'm actually doing a podcast myself. Uh, shout out to my guy, Benny Blue. I do a podcast with called the JB and Benny Blue Review. Uh, that Benny would be spelled B-E-N-N-Y, like in the color blue. Uh, we just started this thing probably about a month and a half, two months ago. And uh, it, it's pumping pretty good, man. Uh, it's sports and entertainment. It's no holds barred. And it's it's a good podcast. And we've had positive reviews from everybody that's, that's listened to it. It's hysterical because we don't hold anything back. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of comedy sometimes. You know, it's informative, but it's comedy. We're going we're gonna to entertain as much as we're going to inform. I just really try to tap into everything Hollywood has to offer. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Hollywood has to offer, and uh, I, 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 we talked off air, and I told you I patterned my life after The Rock and how he trans- transitioned from professional sports, uh, being a wrestler, to to the acting scene. And hopefully, one day, man, uh, the, the University of Southern Mississippi and the great state of Mississippi will see me on that on the on the big screen, man. 20 feet up. So uh, it, it's definitely a dream of mine. Uh, my partner in crime, Vinny Blue, tells me it's, it's in my future. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of times people can see things you can't see. But we're going to keep striving towards it. And uh, that's that's pretty much the gist of it, bro. Man, all six foot six of you on a 20 foot screen. Uh... Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do some magnificent thing with cameras now, you know. So, uh, you know, they make the short people look tall. They make the tall people look short. That's, that's what they do. Well, you you obviously still keep up with Southern Miss. What do you have any thoughts on the new head coach Jay Hobson? Um, elated that Coach Hobson got hired as the head coach, man. And uh, no knock on the last guy that was there, Monk. He was good, man. But uh, for him to and, and don't get me wrong, coaching is coaching, you know. And, and the thing about coaching, everybody wants to be a head man. Everybody wants to be at the top level. But certain people just belong in certain places. And for, for Coach Hopps to have been there when, when I was there and to, for him to be as loved as he was, man, everybody loved Coach Hopps. And uh, I've seen that. I got, I got happy about it, man. And, and me knowing Coach Hopps, Coach Hopps is always going to play a coach. And, and one of my biggest knocks with Southern Miss, and I'm just going to put it out there, is that other universities love for their prized people to come back, meaning right. that – Meaning that, and they, they keep in contact with those people specifically, not not a knock on nobody else who graduated from Southern Miss, but we played in professional we played professional sports. You know, so that that's going from from one plateau to the next and representing Southern Miss, they invite these people back, they want them to come back, they they're tossing coins, they're they're doing everything for their team all the time. And Southern Miss ain't really big on that. I mean, I don't know if it's just me because I live in California, you know, because I know a lot of people are there all the time when they live around there. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to be flying back and forth just to be 
<laughs> so they went there weekend for a game. You know, I just I did mention I have children and I have divorced now, but at the same time, you know, divorcing the mama don't mean you divorce the kids. Right. So, uh, you know, being that's, I'm a full time father, and with everything I got going on, it makes it harder. So with Coach Hop there, I know he's gonna do that. He's gonna reach out to the guys, especially because he played. You know, he coached so many guys that are in the NFL now that went to Southern Miss. So he's definitely gonna reach out and make it happen because it's just good for the school. Like, why? I mean, it's good. Okay, we're playing so and so this game. Uh, please come special guest. So and so is gonna be here. So you know, special guest. So and so, so and so, so and so is gonna be at the game. Like that. That's what. But everybody needs to see, and it's good for the younger generation of Southern Miss because they don't know no better. I mean, all they see is the wall in the field house, you know, saying, "Well, okay, oh, so and so played for such so They don't see his face all the time, right? You know, so it, it, I mean, just to come in and to be able to speak to the team and and just things like that, man. And Southern Miss needs to be bigger on that. And I'm glad he's there, and I know he's gonna make that happen. Oh, I, I would love to see that happen, man. It was good to see you a couple of years. I think I ran into you uh, 2013, I guess the last time you were in town. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was married at the time. My, my, me, and my, me and my wife at the time came down. And we, I, I had a big black cast on my on my hand because I had surgery. And I was on IR my last year before I went back to playing after they took me off IR. But, uh, yeah, man, it was great to see you and everybody I've seen down there, man. It was it was just good to be home, man. Uh, Ain't too bad. Drink, drink a lot of beer. <laughs> but, uh, and then we end up losing the Marshall. God damn it! But uh, yeah. but, but it was good though, man. It was good to see everybody. That so it's always good to be home, man. Do you have any final words for the Golden Eagle fans out there? I love you. Love you to death, man. Uh, we're we're a, we're a small school, but we got just as much pride as, as the biggest school in America. And that's one thing I love about Southern Miss. We 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 we're all family when it comes to that black and gold. We we ride or die. That's just how it is. Uh, shout out to to all the kids that are, are thinking about signing the Southern Miss. Shout out to kids that have signed the Southern Miss. Shout out to all Southern Miss athletics. Uh, the campus is beautiful, by the way. I, I, you know, I've been keeping up with all the progress. Can't wait to see the inside of the new field, uh, inside of the field house with all all the, all the new weight room and new locker room. Uh, I'll be down there for homecoming this year. There you go. Please believe me. Please believe me. I'll be there. So uh, I can't wait to get out of there, man. Well, hey, man, good catching up. You take care of yourself, and we'll do this again sometime soon. I appreciate you having me on, buddy.